Hi, and welcome to bonus content for the Kirk E. Free Sermons podcast. In our last podcast, we had an interview with Kevin from Athletes in Action in Puerto Rico. We mentioned that we would release the full version of that conversation. It's about twice as long as the original that was included in the last podcast. There's some new information in there as well as some of the information that you may have already listened to, uh, but we think you'll find this content interesting. There is a rough spot somewhere about in the middle where the audio quality went a little haywire, and I'm not quite smart enough to fix that yet, so bear with it. It does mellow out after a couple minutes, so... Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy. Hey, Kevin, are you there? Hey, yeah. Is this Sean? Yeah. How are things going for you? They're going well overall. We've had a much more strict quarantine than at least what you have had in Minnesota to this point. Back on the 16th, they started in Puerto Rico both a a curfew from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., but in the daylight hours, outside of curfew, we're only allowed to go out of the house to go out and about if we are going to the hospital, grocery shopping, getting gas or other emergencies. It's pretty strict as far as that goes. And there's not a lot of cases of COVID in Puerto Rico oh, currently, okay. but they're, um, they're mostly trying to get out in front of it and take preventative measures. So yeah, day-to-day life looks quite a bit different than what it normally has. I guess I don't know how your ministry works. Are you typically meeting with people on a daily basis or even weekly basis, just getting with a, a group of people face-to-face or what does that normally look like? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Our ministry, thankfully for a situation like this, is very lightweight and low maintenance. Uh, And by that, I mean the things that we do don't require a whole lot of coordination week in and week out. And so our primary ministry method that we do ministry with is through discipleship groups, uh, very similar to a Bible study where we're gathering a small group of guys together or a small group of girls together at the same time each and every week. But we have probably around 15 different discipleship groups that meet on different days throughout the course of the week, led by different members of our team. And so okay. uh, one of the benefits of being in ministry and having that set time with our students is that basically we're just trying to convert all of our ministry into virtual ministry. So where we would have yeah. been going, you know, to the those weekly discipleship groups of students, now we've scheduled those for online meetings through Google Hangouts or Zoom or any sort of video platform that seems to work best. And so for most of our regular ministry rhythms, we're going online, and I've heard good things from our staff members about their ability to connect with people and and still continue ministering to students through that method. So you're kind of doing what we're doing, I guess. Yeah, in a lot of ways. We're doing virtual ministry, and same for our staff team. You know, our staff training times, our staff meetings, we're doing those virtually. I feel thankful to the Lord that we're in a ministry where we can do that and in a time where we have the technology to continue meeting with people on a regular basis. Our students are doing all online education through the rest of the semester right now as well. Their whole world is going online right now as far as education and regular meetings go. In a similar way, we're entering right into that. So obviously that brings unique challenges of not being able to be in person with people, not being able to spend all of the life on lifetime that you'd normally get with someone in a discipling relationship, but it also provides opportunities for us to really meet students where they're at, to encourage them and challenge them to develop regular habits of Bible reading, prayer, spending time with the Lord, and really building those spiritual disciplines that will strengthen their relationship with Christ that they can then take back into the normal day in and day out rhythm whenever normalcy comes back. Is your demographic pretty much all students? Is that that's where your focus is? Yeah. The main university that we're at is the University of Puerto Rico in Mayaguez, 
So it's on the okay. west side of Puerto Rico, second largest city in Puerto Rico, second largest university. And that's where the majority of our student athletes who are involved there from. Um, we have a couple students about 30 minutes south of there, uh, Inter-Americana University in San Herman, and then in San Juan, which is the capital city of Puerto Rico. And where the largest university is, we have a, a couple of discipleship groups going there led by a volunteer as well. A large number of athletes that are involved in the ministry are from track. It can change from year to year, but track is consistently uh, highly involved and very spiritually open to the gospel. Throughout time, we've had a lot of members from the judo team involved, baseball team. But the primary focus, yeah, is on college students and then specifically student athletes. Where you are, you're able to go on campus to meet with these students. You're not restricted? Yeah, we're not restricted. Uh, We have good relationships with the athletic director and various coaches. So that helps a lot. The nature of what we do is very relational, and so having good relationships with coaches, athletic directors, people at the university will go a long way. We work at these universities, but we're not employed by the universities. And basically, each year, we'll introduce ourselves to any new coaches, but um, coaches we have relationships with try to affirm we're at the universities as a spiritual resource, and we want to be available to their athletes to help them grow in their faith. And for the most part, all of the coaches will let us take five minutes at a team meeting and just explain who we are as athletes in action, that we're there as a spiritual resource, and we'd love to meet their students, anybody who's interested. So that's the way that we'll introduce ourselves to a lot of new freshmen and sophomores each year and then meet with them individually following that in order to share the gospel and invite them to get further involved in the ministry. That's pretty cool. It sounds like pretty similar to if you were in the United States. That would would be what you're able to do, I think, right? Yeah, very similar. Uh, It's very similar to the things that we were doing when we were working with Athletes in Action at the University of Minnesota. And because Puerto Rico has organized college sport, we're able to do a lot of the, a lot of similar things. On a normal day-to-day, is, is it more safe or less safe there than what you're used to? And how has COVID changed that? Yeah, I don't think there's real safety concerns. Uh, but as I shared, Puerto Rico has taken a lot of precautions with the curfew and yeah. uh, the quarantine and only allowing people to go out to get groceries, gas, hospitals, and that sort of thing. We don't feel concerned from a, a safety standpoint. You know, the people of Puerto Rico are very kind, welcoming, will go out of their way to help you. And it's one of the things that we love about the people of Puerto Rico. Life looks different, but it doesn't feel more dangerous. A little bit more challenging to do the daily rhythms, but all in all, still feel safe, still feel secure where we are, and trying to make the best use of the time while we're in quarantine. Outside of this COVID stuff, what is a, a general ministry update for you and Bree? What things are you guys running after right now, kind of business as usual, or do you have a strategic plan that you're heading towards? I mean, big picture, why we're in Puerto Rico, why the U.S. has a partnership with Puerto Rico is for the goal of developing a self-sustaining ministry that is led by Puerto Rican national staff, which will go on to reach and influence Latin America and the Caribbean with the gospel of Jesus Christ. For the three years that we've been down here, that's the, the goal that we've been running after. Step one of that is, you know, discipling students on campus, college students, sharing the gospel, building them in their faith, training them to make disciples who make disciples uh, while they're in college, but also in the next stage of life, whatever that brings for them. Some of those students will want to join us. We've recruited Puerto Ricans to join us in our time here. We've had, I think it's four new staff join our team. A couple have transitioned on since joining, but um, we're currently working with four national staff, bringing myself and two others from the state. So you have a, a team of eight people doing college campus ministry, and so we're actively recruiting new Puerto Rican staff to join us, and one new staff has been accepted. 
um, and actively training the four Puerto Rican staff who are already on our team, training them, wanting to be effective in making disciples who make disciples in their college ministry, but also training them to lead teams so that they could one day lead the ministry that we're currently, that Bree and I are currently leading here. Sure. So that's big picture. We want to raise up and train Puerto Rican nationals to lead the ministry long term. Uh, and this year really felt like a year where we had to pull in and focus on the team. The previous two years, we had a couple of team members from the States and a couple of Puerto Rican staff and did a lot of great training with the team, saw a lot of growth, saw a lot of expansion in the ministry where new students were getting involved, new students coming to faith in Christ, growing in their faith and learning to share their faith with others. So there's a lot of expansion. Whereas this year, we lost a couple of those U.S. team members. Uh, one of our Puerto Rican staff transitioned, and we got a handful of new staff, both from the Puerto Rican side and from the U.S. side. And so it was a year that we needed to pull in and invest in the team to strengthen the team, to train the team. As we've gone after that training and as they've gotten experience, Bree and I have been really pleased with the progress, and the team has done a great job. It's a healthy team, doing effective ministry on campus, and the ministry is in a good place. So it's been fun to see the Lord move uh, in numerous ways, despite at the beginning of the year, we had tropical storms that disrupted the beginning of the school year, earthquakes that disrupted the start of the second semester, and now things going online due to the coronavirus. Uh, yeah. today, as is the case, as it was in previous years, it's been a unique year with interruptions and need for flexibility and need for trust in the Lord. And through it all, obviously, the Lord is sovereign, and so he's used it. He's been at work. We've seen Numerous students surrender their lives to Christ. We've seen students grow into student leaders, and new staff want to join our team. So the Lord's at work, and that's what the perspective we're trying to have as we move into this new reality of virtual ministry is uh, what will the Lord do? We know that he is sovereign. We know that he is work, and we'll use this time to, to work in us personally, but also in the students that we're ministering to and, and those beyond who they will reach. So. Yeah. Continuing the process of making disciples and making uh, who make disciples, uh, continuing the process of recruiting and training staff towards the end of uh, being national-led ministry one day. Do you know how many people are on the island? Somewhere between three and four million. I think yeah. Minnesota is about five million. So okay, the island's 100 miles long and 35 miles wide. Okay, so it's certainly more dense than Minnesota then, as yeah. far as population density. Yeah, no doubt. How do you guys live there? you have an apartment or a house, or what does it look like? Yeah, for our first two years, we rented an apartment. And then this summer, Bree and I, we moved from a short-term commitment to a little bit longer-term commitment here. So we became international staff for the next three to five years. And so we sold our home in Minnesota and bought a house in Puerto Rico, which we're currently living in, in the city of Iguas. Okay. So that's been a real good fit for us, able to do ministry out of the house. We have a, basically in the home office that our team comes over for for our staff meetings, staff trainings. Sometimes we'll have discipleship groups in the home. So being so close to the university where we are, uh, it really has served us well in that respect to be a, a yeah. place where we can do ministry out of. Any encouragement that you can share for our church? Yeah. I mean, I've personally been encouraged as I've been recently studying uh, the Gospel of John. I was in the session from chapters 8 through 14, and now I just recently moved into 15 through 21, and just been personally encouraged at Jesus teaching on peace and joy and his presence with us through the Holy Spirit, and it's really timely for me. And so one encouragement would be uh, the reality that we have for those who have placed their faith in Christ, that we have peace with God. 
um, objective peace with God, that we who were once enemies with God because of our sins, um, we who were once far off have now been brought near by the blood of Christ. And so we have, we who were once enemies have now been given peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ. Um, and through that objective peace, we can then live in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And so Jesus yeah. promised the disciples, right, in John uh, 16, in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And in his final address to them, he says, peace I give you, my peace I live with you. Let my hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And so it's a reality that we who were once enemies now have peace with God through Christ. And because we have that foundational peace with God, we can also live with peace, right? The peace of God which surpasses all understanding in Christ will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So the reality is we have a peace and a joy in Christ that the world cannot offer, that the world does not have, and that the world cannot offer, which only comes through a relationship with Christ. It's really good. Thanks for sharing that. Our church yeah. is studying Mark right now. We're in Mark 1, so we're <laughs> talking about timely. We're also in a timely spot where Jesus is healing people. And then to bring with that the question, right, of what is God doing or what will God do through this circumstance, you know, just in when a when a pandemic comes across, you know, naturally it, it forces the world to consider questions of life and death and eternity and provides an incredible ministry opportunity. Yeah. Uh, if you're still able to engage people virtually or or in day-to-day smaller groups, it's a phenomenal time to be sharing the hope and the, the hope of Christ with people, the yeah. healing that Christ brings from the deeper disease, just as you were saying. Yeah, and it's just like you said, here we have this big opportunity, but boy, isn't this great? We live in an age where we get to seize this opportunity. We don't have to just sit on our hands and wait for a, a quarantine to get lifted to get back to preaching the gospel. Nope, we just find the path of least resistance and keep on going. It, what yeah. a great deal. Yeah, pretty cool. that's right. Do you have any prayer requests that we can pray for you and Bree or for your ministry? Yeah, just in line with what we've been saying, that we would experience the peace of God that surpasses understanding, that we would remain uh, faithful and committed to the task that the Lord has given us uh, to minister to college athletes, though it be virtually per season. And we can do everything on our side, right, to set those calls up and to to um, initiate with students in that way. But pray that students would respond well to that and remain faithful to the commitments they've made to be a part of these groups as well. I could see it being a challenge to maintain over time. Those would be a couple things. Yeah, peace for the team, continued ministry, effectiveness, faithfulness, yeah, overall health for the team during, during the season. Uh, that's really good. Well, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. It was nice to talk with you. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for thanks for serving the church in this way. Yeah, I'm sure it's greatly appreciated. Yeah, we, we certainly hope so. We're having fun doing it. Kevin, have a good day. You too, Sean. See you.